I want to talk about happiness today and people's perception of happiness. And in actual fact, I want to talk about the fact that in my experience, working with a lot of people over the years, both online and in person, everybody is fucking miserable. Through some shape or form, in some way, everybody has got some kind of reason to not be content in their lives. They are the ones holding them back from being content in their lives. They're far too busy throwing their stones at their other halves, their husbands, their wives, than they are to look at their reaction instead and realize that they are the reason why they're not happy. They are the reason why they don't feel content in their own lives. Their expectation, their reaction to something their partner has or hasn't done. Because let me tell you, back before I spent my time online coaching and doing what I do now, I was the traditional PT, working on the gym floor, spending an hour at a time with people and working through their sessions. And during that time, you become a little bit like a bartender. Now, what I mean by bartender is the age-old analogy of someone sitting at a bar and pours their heart out to you know, the man behind the bar while he's cleaning glasses with a rag. Same thing with the PT. When you spend that amount of time with someone, you develop a relationship. Granted, some PTs take it way too far. <laughs> Thankfully, that wasn't me. But my point is that you spend that amount of time with someone, they begin to open up. And it's one of the reasons why I went down the route of online coaching, because it was fascinating the impact that someone's life has on their ability to change their body and their mind. One of the reasons why I went this route, aside from wanting to, to make coaching more accessible, was because I didn't like the fact that people's lives were having such a dramatic impact on their adherence to a program. And so, but all we were all we were talking about and all we were focusing on was, right, let's get this gym session done. Okay, here's your targets for the week. Go and smash them. And then I catch up the following week. Have you done them? No, I haven't because X happened or Y happened. The reason I wanted to delve into this one today is because out and about yesterday, running errands, I thought back on all of these conversations I've had with clients. All of the wives complaining about husbands, bitching and moaning to the point where some of them were considering leaving their husbands. Same thing goes for husbands complaining about wives. None of them were planning on leaving their wives, bar one to be fair, but they were constantly complaining about them. A massive part of our conversations, PT to client, outside of the, the fitness and weights and you know ex, well, exercising and you know the execution of the session was complaints about their other halves about how their other halves were doing something that upset them or weren't doing something that upset them, were restricting them or weren't restricting them. And back at the time, you do what you do. You listen, you offer advice, but you brush it off because, you know, at the time I was much, much younger, much less experienced and certainly didn't have any bedrock of foundation to be able to step off of. But now, older, wiser, many mistakes under my belt. I'm now in a position where I do feel like I can talk about this subject a little bit more in depth. So this particular episode is for all of those people that find themselves in that rut, that find themselves unhappy and they're too busy pointing the finger at their partner and going, you're the reason. 
Life's hard. We get wrapped up in it. Not only do we have to cultivate finances, not only do we have to feed offspring, not only do we have to spend our time kind of going through the rat race of life, but in doing that, in building a life together, life gets busier and therefore you find yourself moving further and further away from the person that you started it with. And therefore, everybody's miserable. But I do believe that everybody is miserable needlessly. Because in my experience in the past year or two, with the changes that I've made in my life and the reflection that I've done, I'm actually one of the most content I've ever been. In actual fact, I would say I'm the most content I've ever been. I have the most amount of control over my life that I've ever had, not just in terms of the hours of the day, but where my mind goes, the things that I think about. And so I want to share some of that with you guys today. It might make a difference, it might not, but I feel like a lot of people that I coach, a lot of people that listen to these podcasts could really do with this perspective. So here we go. Ladies and gents, welcome to episode 79 of the Moyes Health Podcast, one that I really hope is going to trigger some thought processes within you to really make you consider your life, consider those complaints you're making about your other half, consider your own happiness, your own contentment, and really actually pull yourself out of the misery pit that we love to sit in and actually be content with your life. Because that's the point. Playing the victim is in some ways rewarding because by playing the victim, you can talk about being the victim and by talking about being the victim, you get other people's sympathy and that is like a drug for some people. Look at the posts, you know, scroll down your Facebook timeline, look at what people are choosing to share on social media. Sometimes I scroll down my timeline and I will see statuses from people and I will sit there and I think what was going through their head when they felt the need that that needed to be shared because you get people airing their dirty laundry on Facebook slagging off their other halves delving deep into their lives and you get people crying out for help but not because they genuinely need help from others because the help in itself needs to come from themselves I've learned on many an occasion, but never more than our tumultuous situation at the beginning of 2021 when we were made homeless. I have never learned more than from that situation of how important it is to back yourself, to put your eggs in your own basket and put yourself to work. People are great. People are supportive, but only to a point. At the end of the day, anything that needs to be achieved, anything that needs to be done, even in the most terrible of circumstances, has to come from within you. The solution to all of those problems in your life, all of the things, can only come from you. People can guide. People can give you ideas. Hell, it's what this podcast is all about. But they can't do the work for you. Change only happens when you apply the knowledge and the ideas that you've received. Nobody can do that for you. 
And I learned that the hard way last year, but not the hard way. I learned it in a good way because I learned that I am responsible for me. I am responsible for my happiness. I am responsible for my life. I can bounce off other people, but at the end of the day, what goes on inside my own head is the most important thing. Because what happens in my old cranium will influence everything. It will influence my bank balance. It will influence the people I spend time with. It will influence my family. It will influence my outlook. My own happiness is within my own disposal. I can choose to be happy or not. It's not something that you need to seek. It's not something which is on the horizon. It's immediate if you choose for it to be. There are days when being, I guess, a little bit competitive, being a little bit always about what's the next thing, I push to drive myself forward. So I push to become better. I push to achieve goals because I like achieving goals. I like to have something to strive towards, but I have to rein myself in every now and then. I have to nip myself back and go, oh, hang on, mate. Just give yourself a second. Just take a look at what you've achieved. Take a look at what you've got. Stop always thinking about the next thing and just take stock. Take stock of what you have around you. Practice some gratitude. Focus on what you've got in comparison to what so many people don't. Rather than always looking for the next post to get to, why not just take a moment to look back and look at all that you've achieved? Not enough people do this. And your own happiness, your own contentment, I've found comes from analyzing. You don't find happiness from just waiting for it, searching for it. And you certainly don't find happiness from somebody else. The ideology that you have of the ideal life is not true. Because the ideal life, which we, you know, we look at, oh, a close family and all the money and this car and that house and all this jazz. Just because on paper we've been fed, this is what you're supposed to want. This is what ideal is supposed to be for you. Doesn't mean that's what ideal is for you. The point I'm getting at is that with all of the shit that we've gone through in the last couple of years... With all of the situations we've navigated, we've all built up this massive arsenal of experience and knowledge about ourselves, which so many of us aren't choosing to access. You find happiness by analysing. And what I mean by analysing is analysing your own life. If you're sat there right now and you're feeling disgruntled or angry, annoyed or unhappy about something in your life, you right now have the ability to stop that. The happiness isn't going to be over the hill once you achieve X or once you've you've completed something or once you've solved a problem. Happiness and contentment is found immediately in your own mind. And as I said, it's it's found by analyzing. In the last couple of years, I've spent a lot of time looking at the people in my life, looking at what I get and what I receive. Now, I'm not a finance guy. I'm not a stock trader kind of guy. 
So this next bit, I can assure you, is going to come from layman's terms. But I've learned that everything in your life is an investment. It's not about choosing for it to be an investment or not. It is by default. Because no matter what we are dealing with, no matter what we're going through, no matter what time of the day, no matter what we're thinking about, our brain subconsciously right at the back is always thinking about return on investment. You have only got so much time and energy to give and we choose to give it to the things we want to do. Whether it's your work, you know, you work where you work, not just because it was all that was available. It might be as a stopgap, but the work that you do, you're giving your time and energy to because you believe that it's worth it. Same thing goes for the person next to you. You're with that person because you deem that giving them time and energy will give you a return on your investment. What I mean by all of this is we all want a bigger return on our investment than what we initially invest. We are all wanting to make sure that we get what we want in exchange for what we give. Whether it's your partner, whether it's your job, whether it's your kids, whether it's your life in general. Let me give you a very, very simple example, right? Let's say you had a car and the car broke down. So you took it to the garage and the garage said, dude, it's a write-off. Don't go anywhere near it. It's a money pit. It's not worth it. You're not going to get it fixed. Go and get yourself a new car. Based on that knowledge, we're not going to plow money into trying to fix something which isn't going to give us a return. We're going to plow time, energy, money into this car, but it's we know it's never going to get fixed. So we're not going to. The same thing goes for so many elements in your life. Now, you've probably seen on social medias and all that jazz about, you know, you need to cut out the people that are toxic to you. You need to focus on you. But the problem is, Those kind of quotes always come from fucking billionaires. It always comes with like a a picture of like Elon Musk or someone in the background going, you need to be selfish with your time, focus on you, cut out the people that are irrelevant to your goal. But it, it doesn't really work like that in real life because we have people around us which have been there for years. People that we picked up along the way, be it family, be it friends, be it colleagues, And we've picked up these people at different stages in our life. Now, these people may serve us still. They may not anymore. But the problem is, because of people and because of relationships and not wanting to be an arsehole, these people end up lingering to the point where they cause damage. I said earlier on that happiness is found by analysing and analysing your own life. And I feel that it's so, so, so important for you to look at your life and look at the return on investment you get from everything within it. And I'm talking about people as well. Let me give you an example of of family. If you go and spend time with family and you feel worse when you spend time with them, it's not a very good return on investment. You've given up time, energy, but then after seeing them, you feel worse not better. The whole idea here is to always improve, right? So you have to ask yourself then, what did you get from that? Because I'm not talking about being completely selfish and not helping people, because helping people is not 
a completely selfless act. There is no selfless act. Not truly. Whenever you help someone, you feel good about helping them. But if you go and see someone, friend, family, whatever, and you feel worse from having seen them, then all of that time and energy has not been returned to you. It's been wasted. My point is with this particular approach or this particular thought process is you're not always going to be in a position to cut people out. That's not really how life truly works. But you can distance yourself. You can distance yourself from things which have an impact on that energy. Now, I found myself going back to what I was saying about the uh, the Facebook news feeds. I found that if there's anybody that is on my friends list or anybody that I follow or anything like that, if even but one post brings my mood down, even slightly, makes me question what I'm doing or makes me feel not quite as good, they're either removed, unfollowed or muted. And the reason for that is because there is so much toxicity in the world that every single time we give our time, our attention, our energy to something which makes us feel worse, it's reducing the impact we can have on something positive. It takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of strength to begin distancing yourself from things which might have been such a constant in your life. But it's vital to continuously, ruthlessly perform this analysis on your life with everything that you do. Like I said, with people, with social media, with your time, every single thing that has your attention, it is vital that you spend time looking at the return on investment that you're getting. Because every single time something knocks you down a little bit, It's taking you away from the quality of life that you're searching. But sometimes, it's not just about distancing yourself from the physical, but sometimes it's about distancing yourself mentally. Sometimes you can't change seeing people. Colleagues, for example. Friends. Sometimes being around specific people is mandatory. They might be your partner's friend, but not yours. It might be a case of you work with them. You can't get rid of them. You might find yourself in situations where you have no choice but to see these people. And that's why it's important to create this own little space in your mind, to distance yourself mentally from the situation. Because once again, you are in control of how you feel. Nobody's responsible for your happiness, guys. Nobody. Nobody but you. Every single element of your life, every single reaction that you give or don't give, you are responsible for. So if you want to be happy, go be fucking happy. You'll find that happiness by analysing. By cutting out or distancing yourself from elements that make you feel shit, that sap your energy, your time, your enthusiasm with little to no return on investment. Be ruthless with your time and energy because nobody can give you that back and they most likely won't even try. That's the heartbreaking thing. That all of those people that you are giving your time and attention to because you deem that you should, 
based upon archaic or historic events or historic situation just because you have always been a certain way does not mean you must continue to be that way because the thing that you are afraid of particularly where people are concerned is you're afraid of that sentence you're afraid of that sentence of you've changed because no one wants to hear that Because you've changed means that someone is disapproved. To hear you've changed from a friend, colleague, family member comes off the back of, actually, I'm not getting from you what I used to get. So, My point is that if you want to become more content within yourself, which this whole transformation journey is all about, it ain't just about the physical fat loss bollocks. It's about the mental side of things. Everybody embarks on these journeys because they want to be more content within themselves. They want to be happier in their own lives. And the whole time that you're just focused on the physical, you're just focused on the diets, the exercise, you're kind of missing the point because it's you can't just focus on one thing. If you're going to transform, you've got to transform everything. And it's hard. It is hard to make these decisions. It's It's difficult to be uncomfortable, but it's worth it because you will find who you are and what you want. You'll make decisions based off of your morals, not someone else's. You'll follow a path that suits you as an individual. Nothing in this life is set in stone. Not your character, not your job, the people around you, where you spend your time. All of it can be changed. And all of it can be changed in a heartbeat, overnight. So the lesson that I want you to walk away from this very deep podcast is I want you to be ruthless with your analytics. I want you to be absolutely ruthless with the analyzing you do of your own life and every element within it. Begin looking at every single element as you go through each day. Question everything. How is that making me feel? Is it making me feel better or worse? Why is it making me feel bad? Why is it making me feel better? You don't have to conform to any standard that you had yesterday, a week ago, a month ago, or years ago. You don't have to conform to any standard that anybody sets you. Your happiness, your journey in life is completely within your control and it is completely your responsibility not someone else's, not your partner, yours. All of those conversations, if I could go back and I could be in front of those people again, if I could hear all of those complaints from them again, my reply would be, why are you letting it affect you? If it can be something can be done about it, then do something about it. If they are making you unhappy, recognize that they're not making you unhappy, you are making you unhappy. So you can either choose to change the circumstance or you can choose to change your reaction. 
because we are far too busy pointing the finger at everybody else. We are far too busy blaming other people for our misery. We are far too busy spending the majority of the time as a society walking around fucking miserable because it's somebody else's fault. There are a million and one different situations outside of our control. And as you guys hear at the end of every podcast, accept the things of which you cannot change. But all I ask you, I guess, every single episode is to have the courage to change the things you can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Do something about the things in your life which are making you feel shit. Change things. Change the story. Change the tape. Stop listening on repeat. If you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. So start making a difference. Start small and let it snowball. But be resilient, be ruthless, and be consistent with it. Analyze every element of your life and make changes. And I promise you, you will feel better. And the beautiful thing about it is that those that see what you're doing, those that appreciate what you're doing and understand it, that you're trying to make a better existence for yourself, you're trying to be calmer and and more grounded in your own mind, you're trying to improve your mental health, which is, I guess, what this is all about, they'll come along with you. They'll do the same. They'll start making hard decisions. They'll start taking steps in their own life to say no. And that's kind of a massive part of this good at saying no as a previous podcast touched on so folks a massive contrast i would say to episode 78 but one that i hope you guys have taken some away from and as you draw to the end of this podcast and you go back into your lives now maybe having just listened to this on the way home on the way to work maybe you're in the gym maybe you're out for a walk do me a favor and just when it comes to particularly the people that you come across your other half your children family colleagues friends people in general you're the one that's in control of you because there will always be good and bad in the world there will always be selfishness in the world there will always be people that don't consider not only their own feelings but other people's so much stuff that you can't do anything about so invest your time in what you can do something about focus on your reaction to the world focus on how you respond to the world and i know i keep coming back to that one and stop being miserable because you do have the ability to grasp and take control of your life and change any element of it that you see fit what goes on inside your own head is the most important thing and all of that can be controlled by you thanks for listening toodles